0: Ports and Canary is truly the place where spirituality meets style. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Sharon Sammy. She is a manifesting abundance mentor, an intuitive energy healer, and a corporate trainer. Good morning, Sharon. Welcome. How are you doing today?
1: Good morning, Brad. Yeah, I'm excellent. Thank you. And um, yeah, great to talk to you.
0: Well, good afternoon for you, but good morning for me. (laughs) you're over in the uk so anyway i just wanted to say thank you for making and taking the time to be here today and i'm looking forward to jumping in and learning more about all the things sharon
1: you're welcome
0: sharon you are a manifesting abundance mentor an intuitive energy healer as i mentioned a corporate trainer you're also a medium a reiki healer master and teacher and an lp track practitioner an infinite possibilities trainer and a life coach That is a hell of a lot of hats you wear and quite the extensive resume you have there. How on earth do you find the time for all of this? And how do you prioritize? And how important is prioritization and organization to you?
1: Yeah, wow. I know all of those different modalities, hey? Um, But yeah, prioritization and time management is so, so, so important. It's crucial. So in terms of you asking me, like, how do I fit it all in? Well, first of all, everything that I do has to be in total alignment to my core life values, because that's really important, because that's why I do the things that I do. So firstly, my core life values is my family. So I always put my family at the forefront. So I'm always taking them to school with my husband, picking them up, doing their after school activities, everything first, in terms of my time is allocated towards my family. Then it's to do with my freedom, which I love, my finance abundance, and then personal development, which is where all of these modalities come in. So in terms of the how, it's about for me, blocking out the time in my diary, and I'm quite systematic, even <laughs> though I'm spontaneous, so I'm very systematic. So what I do in terms of a practice is is I get my diary, I get my notebook out every single morning once I've done my morning routine and I've dropped the kiddies off at school and I start my day in the office and I plan and I'm like, what are the things that are important today? What have I got scheduled? So if I've got clients or I've got some personal development coaching or I've got whatever it is in between, what else do I need to get done? Do I need to send an email? Do I need to do a podcast such as today? Do I need to read a chapter? Do I need to make a phone call? What do I need to do? And I write everything down, but then I prioritize. So I look at what is important. What needs to be done like that's urgent today? What can I do for the rest of the week? What can I reschedule? To other days. And then what I do, Brad, is I block the time out. And I've got this real cool system. Well, a cool gadget, I'm just gonna say, and I'm not gonna promote it in any shape or form, but the gadget is called, and I'm holding it in my hand, no, not that you can see it, but it's called a Pomodoro. Pomodoro timer. And it's like a red cube. It's known as a kitchen timer, but I actually Mm -hmm. use it in my office. And what it does is (laughs) You actually put it on and it's got, along the cube, it's got four different faces on the cube and it's got the, the times. So it's got 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes and 60 minutes. And then it's got the top and it's got the bottom, which is the time countdown. You put that on and you put it on my desk. So I put it on my desk for, say, 20 minutes and then it times me. And then at the end of 20 minutes, it beeps. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, that felt like two minutes. But then categorically, (laughs) I get up off my chair and I go for a walk, go make a cup of tea, just do a few stretches and that's basically a good principle so that you actually take breaks during your day because that's ultra important as well. So, prioritization is very important, but also making time for what's important and what you value in life.
0: I love it. I love that timer idea and getting yeah. up every 20 <laughs> minutes and stretching your legs, stretching your body, and just getting movement into the day. It's so important, right?
1: Yeah, but it's so important as well to really discipline yourself because at times, and I'm going to be open and honest, at times, yeah. counter starts beeping I'm like 20 minutes no way let's go for another 20 minutes I have yeah. and you know and the, and the thing here as well is you've got to watch out for the distractions like you know your mobile phone the notification yep. on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and everything else so I literally yeah. put my phone to the side sometimes I do make excuses like oh but I need my phone because I need to check this thing which is important <laughs> the work I'm doing and then I notice. <laughs> rolling. From so I have to, you know, you have to click your fingers and you have to stop. You have to put your phone to one side and you have to concentrate on the work that you're doing.
0: Absolutely agreed with you 100%. It is very easy to get distracted with the phone yeah. and the notifications and social media and all of the things. So, and now you had mentioned in your explaining of your prioritization, your morning routine. So what does your morning routine look like?
1: Wow. You really want to know? <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Okay, okay. So I'm just going to say this as a side note, because when I was younger, I didn't realize there were two six o'clocks and five o'clocks in the actual day, you know, the 24 hours, because I yep. used to sleep in, you know, as a teenager and stuff. But now since I've got older, my morning routine and I... Literally for me, time is the most precious commodity. So I make every single second, every single minute, hour and day count. So this is what I do. And bearing in mind, I've got two beautiful earth angels. I've got an eight-year-old daughter and a five-year-old son. So I like to, and I'm my husband, but I like to have that time for myself. So my morning routine, I start my morning routine round about 5.30 and I stay in bed, but I listen to my morning activation meditation, headphones through my phone. And it's a 22 minute meditation, which really sets up my day. It makes me visualize into the future, looking at the things I want to manifest, whether it's clients, whether it's financial, whether it's social, whatever it is. And I just literally just focus my brain in terms of the things I need to do, the gratitude element, the affirmation element, the visualizations, and that full 22 minutes. It's just so enlightening. And it really starts my morning, I smile, you know, I end that meditation and then I get out of bed, put my gym clothes on, and I start around about a 45 minute workout. So I do a lot of online training with PTs. I'm a Mm -hmm. member of a PT group. And so I do various things like weight training, hits training, cardio training, occasionally yoga. So I do that for around about 40 to 45 minutes, at which point my earth angels will then appear. (laughs) They'll wake up (laughs) and they're like, mommy, mommy. (laughs) Then, you know, the whole breakfast for the children, getting them ready. But then when I'm actually getting myself ready in the shower, I do my gratitude. And it's just simply saying, I'm so happy and grateful today for and then just stating five things I'm happy and grateful for, like even like the, the beautiful water, you know, from the shower, the work that yeah. I've just had my children, you know, just things like that. And then after that, I get ready once I've taken the children to school and I then start my day in the office. And then I do start with some affirmations as well. Affirmations are just like power statements that if you keep saying them in the present tense, just short, short, simple statements And um, you keep saying them, it kind of embeds in the subconscious and it helps you to manifest the things that you want. (laughs) So there's a lot of different techniques. but, But, you know, once you start doing it, it becomes like a habit. And yeah, becomes like a, a way of life, like a practice. Yeah,
0: it just becomes second nature, right?
1: Yeah, but I love That's... the morning routine. Now and again, just like once every so often, just like, you know, like once a month or something. Like, you know, occasionally, I will have the odd lie in on a Sunday. So, so yeah. it does get delayed to like eight o'clock or something. Right, but generally right. speaking, because I like that time in the morning to myself. I do work about like half past five.
0: What were you doing for a living before you jumped into coaching and entrepreneurship?
1: Yeah, interesting. (laughs) I spent um, 20 years in corporate banking in the UK and I worked in um, financial markets. So after leaving university, I got three graduate job offers in the banking sector, which was amazing. (laughs) But I was in a little bit of a dilemma purely because I had three fantastic job offers. So just thinking totally out of the box. I then decided to re-interview the managers back and say to them, well, why should I work for you as a graduate? Which then got me a 12.1% pay rise before I'd even step foot into the corporate office wow. for my first graduate job. And then oh. after a year... I went for an internal vacancy, an internal position. There was a lot of mindset stuff around that in terms of, was I good enough? Have I got enough experience? The whole imposter syndrome, lots of things were occurring. The office politics in the banking industry, oh no, you know, you need to be five years in this position then 10 years in that position and all of this stuff. But then... I got through all of that, got through an interview and um, I got into Treasury, which is now known as financial markets, looking at the economy, interest rate, foreign exchange, working with amazing clients you know, corporates, different industries, out on the road, total freedom, managing my own diary, seeing clients, even presenting on stage to different like, you know, presentations about the economy to professionals. And I just loved what I did with a passion. 20 years I was in the banking industry. Wow. Yay.
0: (laughs) You're known as a serial manifester. Can you explain what a serial manifester is for those who might not know?
1: Yes, definitely. Okay, so in terms of a serial manifester, I'm known by that that <laughs> expression purely because the things that I want, and I kid you not, the things that I want turn into a reality. Okay, and this is probably the same for a lot of you out there without even realizing. It's like, even if you don't want the things that you say that you know, you know that you don't want, what happens is with the law of attraction, and you probably, maybe you out listening out there, probably heard of the book The Secret, which came out uh-huh. about 20 years ago uh-huh. um, an amazing book, which was a, a starting point to you know to, for people to learn about the law of attraction. But it's all about what you think about, you bring about, and it's simply put that from the age of six, for example, I entered a first painting competition. My mom's local bank had this competition, so I painted this picture. And it was to win. It was a competition and didn't think anything of it. Mom sent it off, entered me into the competition. Two weeks later, we got the letter and I'd won four tickets to a local theme park in the UK, which back then, you know, the tickets were really, really, you know, expensive. And I won four tickets and my mindset at the age of six was like, wow, this is amazing. So then I went on to, I suppose, become a serial competition and and (laughs) entering lots of competitions. (laughs) But then I won like... Lots of different things like money, all expenses, holidays to like Paris, to London, to different places, concert tickets, phone, mobile phones. You know, lots of different things. Even like a brand new car, (laughs) a brand new car in a radio station, and (laughs) um, and then it was a case of you know, and it's it's that's a whole different story. But it's like you know the things that you want. It's about putting your order to the universe. Even, for example, I'll give you the last seven days. I say openly, like, and this is part of my morning routine, you know, setting me up after gratitude. What is it that I want the day to bring me? And, like, universe, I'm open to receiving three brand-new coaching clients that are ready to pay me in full and so committed to doing the work. Thank you. Or instead of being so pacific, sometimes I'll say, I'm open to receiving financial abundance today. In the safest way possible thank you universe and i give that gratitude mm-hmm. out there and then all of a sudden within like a matter of an hour a letter came and i got a refund on an insurance premium that i'd paid and that's like mm-hmm. unheard of because you pay your insurance premiums and you know and obviously year on year they escalate they go up And then this company said, oh, we calculated it wrong. By the way, you paid too much, so we're going to refund you. And I was like, wow, that is amazing. (laughs) And then literally the next day, I get like a winning on some investments, like, you know, on premium bonds in the UK. And that came through. And I got like a check come through. And I was like, wow, thank you, universe. Thank you. And then obviously some more clients came towards me and they wanted to work with me as well. So that's why I'm known as a serial manifester. It can work the reverse though as well. So depending on your mindset, you know, even if you say like, you know, I've got all of these bills, money never comes to me, all of that stuff, you will attract that. So one thing yeah. I'm going to say is just be careful on the things that you say that you want, the words that you're speaking, because even if you say you don't want it or you do want it, the universe is always listening. So it's going to give you that which you're talking about and that which For is sure. your energy and what you're speaking about.
0: Yeah, self-awareness is definitely key, that's for sure. Yeah. So in your business, in your do you work with only women? And if so, why did you decide to focus your energy and business on helping to empower women through coaching? And why is this so personally important to you?
1: Wow, great question. Now, I feel for me, it's like I've been drawn to work with women purely because it's like the older, the more younger version of me, so to speak. And the reason right. that is, is because... If you talk about years ago, like, you know, decades ago, even like mom, grandparents, -grandparents, great-great-grandparents, etc., the whole demeanor was all about the mom, you know, the mother, the female is in the home, you know. Being the mother, being the, you know, the caregiver, looking after maintaining the home, it was like a housewife, it was that's what the role was, predominantly, until then, you know, it was more about the equality, more and more women were going into work, you know, concentrating on their careers. And I just feel because of that whole transition, and then you've got the career woman, but now if she's married or she's got children, it's now them maintaining the household, which is like a full time job in itself, going to work. And if that's full time, you've got all of these plates that you're spinning. And I just feel probably looking at my mom and my grandparents and I just felt that that is my perfect clientele. That's the energy, you know, the people that I want to work with, the female side of things, you know, just to help women, just to, you know, to overcome their personal limitations, to overcome their fears, their doubts, their concerns, the barriers, you know, that they can have it all. They can have that dream life where anything is possible. And even though they may be spinning so many plates What are the mindset tools and techniques that can be integrated that can help them? Like prioritize, like we we started this conversation with and their time management. So really, that's why I'm drawn to it, because looking at my mom as a role model, you know, very successful at home. You know, she brought up with, with my father, three of us, myself and my two siblings, and then working as well on top of that. But then giving us that lifestyle and, you know, giving us that quality of life. And, you know, at times it wasn't easy and, you know, sometimes she does share the stories of when we were younger, you know? So I feel that that's why I was drawn really to to females, to work with women.
0: Love it. So what is the most inspiring or rewarding part of the work you do?
1: Yeah, well, that's, I have to say, hand on heart, it's when I make that difference in a person's life. I can see the changes, I can see from where, where they were at the start to where you know, to, to their whole journey and how they've literally transformed and how they've utilized the coaching, the healing work that we've gone through together um, to transform their lives positively in all areas. So whether that's to do with their career, they've then had the confidence to say, apply for a job and get a promotion to, you know, really resparkling sparkling back the, the love within a relationship when, you know, at the start they were feeling like, They're on the verge of a divorce or they they just couldn't relate to their partner because they're working so hard, feeling so burnt out, really undervalued. And then using those mindset techniques and really healing, you know, the root cause of where where all of these issues are coming from and then seeing them at the end really transform their relationship with their significant other, their children, having a social life, their health. So, for example, if they've, they've gone through illnesses, seeing at the, the other side, once we've gone through the whole process of the healing and the coaching, how they've literally transformed their lives. Their energy levels are so much better. They've got their well-being. They've got like a, a more work-life balance. They feel more energized, you know, more fulfilled. And, you know, ultra, I guess, successful and happier within their lives. And, and that really touches my heart to have helped them, knowing that I've got yeah. the tools and the capabilities to do that.
0: Yeah, there really is no feeling like having an impact on another person's life and giving back in that way. I mean, in my opinion, I think that's what we're all here for on this planet is to support one another and give back to each other and and help each other. That's that's just being a good human being.
1: Yeah, totally, totally. It is beautiful, though. Thank you. Thank you. And also as well, it's like the knock on effect, because when you help an individual, the knock on effect is not, it doesn't just stop at that individual. It affects their whole family. It affects the children. It affects their partner. Yep. It affects their work colleagues because then they go into the workplace and they're feeling better within themselves. They've got a better energy level. So it's impacting. It's like it's like the butterfly effect. You know, yes. you start at the one end and then it, it flutters to the rest of the world.
0: Absolutely. So keeping with this line of questioning, what type of person or client is your ideal client? What things do you look for in a potential client before deciding to work with them?
1: Yeah, I think it's pretty much two way because I always feel like when the student is ready the teacher appears and that's always been the case of all of the clients that have worked with me whether they've heard from me from somebody else that's referred me or whether they've just automatically seen a post through social media but I feel it's like and I want to say it's the younger version of me so it's the certain stuff and I mean and I haven't gone through you know a lot of you know all of the difficulties that my clients have but what I feel ultimately it's like reaching out to that person that's living that mediocre lifestyle. They're like sitting on the fence knowing that everything they're doing is like It's on default. It's autopilot. It's like they're doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Well, Einstein says that's the first sign of madness. It's not going to happen because for things to change, they have to change. But they feel stuck. (laughs) They're struggling. (laughs) They know at the back of their mind, they know they've got so much more potential. They've got so much more to give. They know in the workplace that they could get that promotion. They could be more fulfilled in a different job. They could have more responsibility. But they sit inside their comfort zone because they've got that fear of, am I good enough? You know, the internal narrative, am I worthy enough? You know, am I capable of doing that? Everybody else is so much better, that imposter syndrome coming out. So they've got all of these fears, these doubts, these personal limitations, these barriers that they put up. And sometimes it's artificial because, you know, it just comes back down to their belief system. And a belief is just a thought that you keep thinking over and over again. But where does it come from initially? It could be like childhood, past life, ancestral chain, you know, soul path, there's so many different areas. But in terms of the person, it's like a person that's really struggling, they're stuck, they're at a crossroads, they could be, you know, certain days where they feel happy in their job, similar to what I did in banking, I loved it with a passion. But knowing deep down, you've got so much more potential to do something else, but then you're stuck. Like, what do I do? So that's the clarity piece. Am I going to be good enough? That's the certainty piece. Can I really do it? The confidence piece. And then just healing those limiting beliefs so that they can come out stronger the other side. So it's working with somebody that's lacking that self belief, lacking that confident confidence, lacking that self worth to really positively transform for the better.
0: Love it. You're the creator of the Manifesting Abundance Blueprint. Can you share a little bit about the Manifesting Abundance Blueprint and how it all came to be?
1: Yeah, I can, certainly. Well, like I mentioned, first of all, I started in the banking industry 20 years ago, but I started my personal development journey 17 years ago. So whilst working in banking, through my spare time, evenings, weekends, even annual leave, I was literally training in various coaching and healing modalities and then, just before the pandemic <laughs> 2020, I left the banking industry to start my training and coaching business so like you mentioned previously, I'm like a, a manifesting abundance mentor, intuitive energy healer and corporate trainer and what I then tuned in in terms of my business, my clientele, my niche, et etc is what is it that I really want to do in in you know in the world what is the impact that I really want to create and for me, it all came down to Manifesting abundance. And that's really where the manifesting abundance blueprint was kind of formed. And it was designed to really activate the nine essential keys to unlocking and attracting prosperity and wealth from within in all areas of your life. So am I okay, Brad, to share the system with you?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Of course. Please do.
1: Okay, brilliant. So it's my signature system, the manifesting abundance blueprint. And it's got nine elements, which all are the letters of abundance. Okay, so it's the abundance system. So the first part of the abundance system is the letter A. So it's all about, first of all, when a client comes to me, it's taking them through that journey of awareness. And this is the first step of creating the abundant life. So within this area, it's all to do with doing a strategic deep dive. You know, where are we right now? Where have we come from, where are we now, where are we going? So it's having that full awareness, like the the bird's eye view, like looking down on your life um, holistically in all areas. The second element, which is the B for abundance, it's boldness. And this is then, once we've done the strategic deep dive, it's all about, okay, what is the mission? What is the vision for my life? What are my core values? Because what I found is a lot of people living their life on default, are so misaligned to their core values in life. So first of all, it's about having that deeper understanding. What are your values? What are the goals, the dreams, the desires, the aspirations? So it's really going inwards and looking deep and understanding the purpose as to why you want the things that you want. So it's on a greater, bolder scale. Then we go on to the uncover. And this is doing the inner work, like how do you really feel about yourself on all areas like self-love, self-belief, your confidence levels. So it's really uncovering those areas. And then I coach clients through various mindset tools and techniques, including NLP, which is Neurologistic Programming, to really work on those areas then we go to navigate and this is probably one of the most important I mean they're all important but this is super important because what I do here is I take my clients on a safe intuitive guided process journey and this involves healing on all areas and all levels emotionally mentally physically spiritually and psychologically and we uncover even if there's like personal trauma from childhood or past life stuff or if there's something running through the dna ancestral chain so like you know generations before the client there was a particular issue and it's running through the cells it's running through the you know my client's got it on a cellular level and it's impacting their belief system so here we navigate and we heal Then after that, we discover. So that's the midpoint. So we discover. And this is opening up the client to infinite possibilities, really diving deep into their thoughts, their beliefs, their emotions, the actions that they're taking, looking at the universal principles. And then we go into alignment, which is all about the feminine and the masculine energy, looking at the money archetypes, your money mindset, and being really open to like wealth and abundance. Then we go into nurture. Nurture. And this is all to do with developing a success mentality. So really how you can boost up that personal power, but really using advanced mindset tools and techniques. Mm -hmm. Then we then go into the confidence level where we're activating their inner divine confidence, increasing their motivation for greater enlightened success. And then we finish off with the empowerment stage. And this is where we really build that legacy, the unstoppable mindset for manifesting their dream life, their life by design. And this is where they see that ultra transformation when they go through all of the nine stages of the signature manifesting abundance blueprint system.
0: I love it. That is so powerful. As mentioned off the top, you're also a medium and I wanted to talk a little bit about that. How and when did you discover that you had the gifts of being an energy healer and a medium?
1: Wow. Okay. So taking you back to when I was eight years old, playing in my garden (laughs) where my parents still live. And I just started realizing that it was like I could hear things and then I could see things. And even like around me as a child, I could like see other things like it was like I could see other people, and me actually thinking they were people, and then realizing that actually other people couldn't see these people that I could see. <laughs> and it was quite strange, it was very strange because even at school, it was like I could hear certain things, or I just have this knowing like knowing what the teacher was going to say, or knowing that somebody wasn't going to be at school today because. I don't know, just this information used to just flood through my mind. And then at that particular time as well, because I was eight, and then going on to ten, eleven, 11, you change schools, you have a whole new, you know, social, you know, all the, the friends are completely new, your whole life is completely new going to secondary school, then I kind of switched it off a little bit. So I didn't think anything of it. I just carried on being like a normal teenager growing up. And then what happened was probably when I was about 16 I can recall going to the local city centre just walking around and I can just I can just remember I I felt this really I'm just gonna say weird feeling (laughs) throughout my whole body it was like I was walking it was a city centre lots of shops but I was in the kind of I think I was with my sister and we were walking past these office blocks there was all these buildings of these banks you know and we were walking past and I got this really strange feeling like I'd been here before, like really strange feeling. But then, you know, you talk to the other person and you kind of switch it off and you just forget about it. Then when I'd actually finished university and obviously secured with those three graduate jobs, which job I was actually going to have, I walked into the office and within that same week, I got the strangest feeling like I knew I was going to work here. I saw this in my mind, I saw the carpet, I saw the the office structure, I saw the whole furniture, I just knew this. And then when I had that feeling, it took me straight back to when I was 16 years old. And I was like, wow, oh my gosh, five years ago, I knew I was going to be in this office. How bizarre is that? And then things just kept happening like that premonitions, like I'd go out in my treasury job. And, you know, even before I'd see the clients, I'd know certain things about them. And probably because I was being made aware, it was just being imprinted in my mind. And I'd see a particular client, but then I'd know there was like an illness or there there was a problem in the family and something was happening. And then I'd go back to the office and I'd sit next to my manager and I'd turn to my manager and say, Is everything okay at home? Okay, is your wife okay? And he's like looking at me strange, going, Yeah, everything's fine. And then I, I can specifically remember I started talking to him about the family and I didn't know all of this stuff. This stuff was being imprinted in my mind. And then I was mentioning some sort of physical condition and I said, How's your leg? And he's like, What do you mean? I said, You're getting pain in your right leg. Are you okay? And he's like, how do you know that? This is I've never told anybody. And then he looked at me really strangely in the corporate office. And then I thought to myself, this is like, I got to stop doing this because this is freaking people out (laughs) because people are thinking, (laughs) how does she know this information? And even like I turn up at, you know, client meetings and all of a sudden it'd be like an aunt would pop up a past loved one of the client and they'd tell me the information and they'd tell me their name and different things and I'm like okay what do I do with that information because I'm talking about the banking products and I'm talking about a 10 million pound loan or I'm talking about a currency you know and it it was kind of bizarre but then at the same time I thought it was quite funny (laughs) as well so in terms of that it was like then I kind of realized that actually, yeah, this needs to be developed, but I need to learn. I need to train. I need to work on myself, which meant then I started doing more meditation, going to a higher space, really controlling the, the mind and just using various techniques, which I'd learned over the years, which I'd spoken to other people, other mediums about um, that I spent a lot of time with. And then it kind of then at the same time, like 17 years ago, my personal development journey started. And the first thing was through a psychic medium up north in the UK, I then decided that I wanted to train to become a Reiki healer, master teacher and traditional Yusui Reiki, which was the start of my healing journey. And for me, that opened even more of my mediumship senses and my psychic ability and it was like, I had more of a passion to, I want to know more. I want to learn more. I then want to help people. And then I started just literally just, you know, who, who wants some healing today? <laughs> who, who, who wants some healing? And then I had lots of my mom's friends say, yeah, yeah. Can your daughter come around to do me some healing? And I'm like, yeah. And it was wonderful because, you know, people were just sitting there or lying there. And I told them, I said, please don't tell me anything that's wrong. Let me just pick it up, and I was picking up misalignments in the physical body. I was picking up emotional tension, mental tension, and then I was talking to the individuals about this is what I'm picking up, and they're like, "Yeah, how do you know that?" I said because I'm giving you the Reiki treatment, and all of the information is coming through me. And being a psychic medium as well, that really helped as well. Yeah. Also, then I noticed a lot of like sometimes like past loved ones were coming through. And even to the point they were standing next to me (laughs) while I was (laughs) literally standing doing the hands-on healing. And it's such an incredible, wonderful experience.
0: No kidding. Wow. Um, Now, do you believe that everyone has the ability within them to communicate with the other side and be a spiritual medium? And it's just a matter of whether or not the individual actually taps into that gift or discovers them? Or do you think it's only a select few that are able to do that?
1: I feel anybody can. Anybody can. I definitely believe that we are all individually gifted. The difference is, is whether somebody is actually open to wanting to develop it further. Because it's it's a simple thing, Brad. It's like, we all have it, don't we? So I feel it's also the gut instinct. You know, when you know that something's right, or you know that you shouldn't do something... It's that kind of inner, you know, our inner intuition, our inner abilities, and it's whether a person is open to them wanting to to expand this, wanting to develop it further, wanting to spend that time to really develop it further, and what happens as children as well, because when I had my daughter, and she's eight at the moment, but even when she was one and a half, my husband first noticed this, she was playing with... I guess you could call it spiritual entities, but she, she used to literally fixate her eyes across the room. And it was like she was watching somebody go walk across the room and then she would play peekaboo with our coffee table. So she'd literally duck, like hide behind the coffee table. Then all of a sudden she'd go boo. And she was one and a half years <laughs> old and she was playing. And my husband asked that, who are you playing with? And she pointed and then all of a sudden, then my husband said, well, where is your friend now? And she pointed across the room. She said, over there behind the curtain. And it was like she was playing. And it was like whether you can then develop it further and whether, because a lot of the time there's children, it kind of gets closed off. We, we say, to yeah, them, use your imagination, you know, use your imagination, daydream, write stories and things, you know, when they're at school, at primary school. But then when they grow up and go to secondary school, it's very logical based thinking. You know, it's very, you know, prescribed thinking. And then they kind of lose that imagination and they lose that kind of psychic ability, so to speak. So it's bringing right. that. But yeah, to answer your question, though, I would say definitely we've all got it.
0: Interesting. I find that, yeah, a lot of people say that. I've, sp- I've spoken with a lot of people that have these gifts and most of them say that, yeah, we're, we, we all have the ability. It's just a matter of tapping into it. But there have been a few that say, no, they don't believe that everyone has that ability. So oh, wow. it's very interesting. I always like to yeah. get people's takes on, on that and what their thoughts are. Yeah, Sharon, as a manifesting abundance coach, what is one tip for the people listening right now that you can provide that they can immediately put into practice to help them to start living a more abundant life?
1: Yeah, I love this. I love this because everything I do with my clients, I practice what I preach. So all of the mindset tools techniques I do myself. And the one key life changer for me 17 years ago was in fact gratitude. Now it's so easy not to do but it's so easy to do and it literally came from Oprah Winfrey you know she publicized years and years ago about a gratitude journal and it was pretty much probably the same time as when the secret came out a few years ago as well and gratitude is just literally like i mentioned earlier as part of my morning routine it's like every morning when you wake up and you can write it down or you can just say it out loud or in your mind I am so happy and grateful for. And then just say five things you're happy and grateful for. But it's not just about saying the words. It's about feeling the emotion. And that's the key thing here. Because when you say, like, for example, like, I'm looking out the window now. I'm so happy and grateful for the beautiful sunshine. And I'm feeling that joy inside of my heart. I'm feeling that happiness, that uplifted energy. But when you give that thanks and appreciation, you are raising your vibrational energy. And when you raise your vibrational energy, you will then manifest that which is in the same vibrational resonance as you. So that's how you can basically manifest abundance. Because if you lift your vibration, you know, through gratitude, you'll be amazed at the doors that open for you. So gratitude is what I'm going to give you there.
0: Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. What do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful?
1: Wow. (laughs) So many. (laughs) pinpoint it down to one though. I'm going to say, and I'm probably going to summarize it as my cellular level precision. You're probably thinking, what does that mean? Okay. So <laughs> it's basically my cellular level precision. And the reason I say this is, is because I'm deeply intuitive with like amazing channeling skills. Okay. And this helps me to support exactly what a client needs to resolve. And I'll give you an example. When I start a healing session with a client's permission. I tap into their energy and their chakras and their whole emotional, mental, physical, spiritual, psychological self with their permission. And I use my abilities to literally communicate with their cells, their atoms, their molecules, their body organs, their blood even. And their whole essence will tell me exactly on a cellular level where the trauma is so for example have they got trauma in their liver have they got a lot of guilt in their stomach if they have where is that coming from is it coming from when they were five years old when they had a conversation with their mom and their cousin was in the background and they felt embarrassed and they felt they were unworthy and they were they weren't good enough and then something happened when they went to school when they were eight years old and that's resulted in them having palpitations in their heart because of something particular happened which knocked on to do something to do with the heart chakra and their breathing breathing system, is there a particular condition with their leg, with their wrist, with their eyesight, the body will tell me. And then what I find is, and this is my superpower, is because of my psychic abilities, the ancestors, So, you know, past loved ones from generations back will come through, even spiritual guides, Reiki masters, healers, etc. They will come through and they will give me the information. So as well as the physical cellular body talking to me, the ancestors will then verify. So overall, I would say it's my cellular level precision, my psychic abilities and doing the intuitive scans.
0: Beautiful. Speaking of success, how do you define that word? What does the word success mean to you?
1: Wow, so much. (laughs) I guess with success, it's basically building an abundant legacy and just having that time freedom to manifest like a successful and fulfilling life by design on my terms. But also, success is about being fully in alignment to my core life values. If you can be in alignment with your values, doing what's important to you and not just doing things on default, that to me is ultimate success.
0: Beautifully said. Thank you. What would you say is one of your biggest failures or we'll use the word life lessons or teachable moments and what did you learn
1: from it? Wow. (laughs) I want to say none, (laughs) but there is, (laughs) I'd say probably one where I decided to resign from the banking industry and this was probably a few years after my graduate position. And the reason I did that was because I wanted to follow my childhood dream of being on TV. Now, the thing here was, Brad, I didn't have any TV acting experience whatsoever, but I literally resigned from banking to follow my dream. And to me, what then happened was I contacted TV agents up and down the country in the UK. And long story short, I got 52 rejections. 52 rejections. And to me, that was probably... (laughs) Even the first rejection was the biggest failure because it's like the epic moment of, you know, that, that whole awareness of like, oh, my gosh, I've just left my banking solid career, which was so successful. And I loved it with a passion to follow my childhood dream. Yeah. but. No, did I have any hope, any chance, because I've just got this rejection and I felt angry, I felt bitter, I felt frustrated, I felt like a failure, but then I kept getting the rejections and then I then decided to turn my mindset, change it completely and just think, do you know what, with every rejection, it's like I'm failing forward and that's the key yes. here in life, it's like if you can reframe from You know, any failures, any stumbles, any roadblocks, any diversions along your path and turn it into failing forward because you're you're moving forward, you're stepping forward. So I carried on with the process. And then long story short, after 52 rejections, I then got signed up by an acting agent in the city that I was working at that time and I was living at that time having then resigned from banking, but I was still in that city. And I carried on pushing, carried on pushing. Then I turned that failure into an amazing opportunity because then I landed a top, you know, permanent role on a top UK TV soap. And I was told it was impossible. You know, I didn't have any acting experience. But when you're confident and when you believe in yourself and you've got that vision and you've got that purpose and you've got that passion, nothing stands in your way. So you can turn the failures into your most fantastic opportunities.
0: There you go. It's all about mindset. That is such a key and important piece in Mm. so much. Mindset is absolutely everything.
1: Yeah, definitely. What does
0: the word empowerment mean to you?
1: (laughs) That's a biggie, 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 biggie. So empowerment to me, is when you're really fully in control over your life. You are doing the things that light you up, that really drive your passion. You're doing what you want, when you want, how you want, you know, with who you want. (laughs) And it's having that sense of freedom. You know, you feel empowered. You've activated your personal power. you just so invincible. You're doing the things that light you up deep from your soul And you're driving that forward with so much passion, so much purpose. And to me, that's what empowerment is. And also then making a difference in the world, serving others. And for me, that is literally empowering others to be the best version of themselves where anything is possible.
0: Love it. Okay, we're going to jump into a little rapid fire section here. So the next grouping of questions just be one, two, three, four word answer type thing. Okay. 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 What is the first thing you think of when I say the word future?
1: Wow, (laughs) happiness.
0: How would you describe yourself in one word?
1: Amazing.
0: What is your favorite self-care practice?
1: Meditating and exercising.
0: If you could teach the world one thing, what would it be?
1: How to manifest abundance.
0: If you're writing your autobiography, what would the title be?
1: How to manifest abundance where anything is possible.
0: What's one thing you want but cannot buy with money?
1: Oh, wow. I've already got it though. Happiness. I'm just going to say joy in the world.
0: Okay. What is your biggest pet peeve?
1: Listening to people snoring. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think
0: of I hope I hope your husband doesn't snore. <laughs> he does. <laughs> <laughs> that concludes our rapid fire section. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. Oh, okay.
1: Well, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you did very well. What challenge in your life has shaped you the most?
1: Wow. It's like being told it's impossible. You can't do that. Who do you think you are? You can't do that. And that's not even the internal narrative. That's people saying it to me like, I started my graduate job and I went after a year for an internal vacancy and I had so much resistance in the office to say that's impossible. How can somebody only been in the industry for a year get a, a position in treasury? And I'm like, watch me. I just did. You know, and even my TV agent, you know, he kept saying no, no, no to me. And then the biggest challenge was literally challenging him and saying, do you know what? You've got nobody on your books like me. Put me forward for a proper acting position, not just this background stuff, not just TV commercials, but proper role. And then yeah. having believed in myself and overcome that challenge with my agent, having he told me it was impossible, I then landed a top position on a UK TV soap. So it's literally overcoming when people say that's impossible. Turn that around if you're listening to me right now. When people say to you it's impossible, turn it around to... I'm possible because yes, you you are.
0: Love it. In the last year, what new belief, behavior, or habit has most improved your life?
1: I would say... Just continuing to go for my passion, just just continuing to strive forward. Because even when you get to a level and you achieve a goal, you celebrate, but then it's like, what do I want to do next? What's the next thing? What's the next milestone? So it's always about never giving up. So it's about having that belief firmly in place that, yes, and I can share a mantra with you if you want it six words. It's, Uh I can. I will, I am. And I share, and I repeat that to myself. I can, I will, I am. And when you share that so powerfully evoking or in, you know, putting all of the emotions in, you can really drive yourself forward. So that's really like one of the habits and one of the behaviors just using that mantra like daily has really helped me.
0: Thank you for sharing that. I love it. You're welcome. If you had the opportunity to sit down and have a one hour conversation with one woman, any woman in the world, who would it be and why?
1: (laughs) I gotta say it. I gotta say Oprah Winfrey. I gotta say it because she's like up there. She's like one of the successful, one of my role models. And I'd probably just wanna sit down with her and I'd wanna just probably just get real, you know? What time do you wake up in the morning? What is your what is your morning routine like? You know, similar to the questions you've asked me, (laughs) you know? Yeah. What really drives you, what really stimulates you, you know, what really you know really motivates you in life and just really get to the grips of that because she's been absolutely phenomenal, and I've listened so much about her. You know, I listen to her talks and, um, you know, she's so inspiring. So I'd love to be around that energy.
0: She is. She's an incredibly inspiring woman with what she's been through, what she's overcome. She is a powerhouse. Yeah. If you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be?
1: Everything's going to work out just the way you want it to be, just the way you want it to be. Just keep dreaming big, dream big and I feel it's like you know anything is possible anything is possible that's been my mantra now since I left the banking industry and started my business but even back then I think if I kept saying you know anything is possible you know I don't even know whether I'd still be in this same country in the UK you know I could have you know one of my dreams was to move to Australia and you know maybe I could have gone there (laughs) Yeah. In the beach, in the sun. So it's just like, you know, <laughs> just just anything is possible. Just dream bigger. Just dream bolder.
0: Yeah, there are no limitations. I mean, yeah. if you can dream it, you can do it.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Lastly, Sharon, if you were to deliver your last 30-second speech to the world, like your corner of the world, your tribe, your people, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? What words of wisdom would you impart?
1: Wow. Well, I would say Life is just way too short to live a mediocre lifestyle, sitting on the fence, expecting things to change. You've just got to make that jump. Get outside your comfort zone because tomorrow is not promised to any one of us. It's about ceasing the moment right now, each and every day, making every moment count because nothing is impossible. Anything is possible if you put your mind, your body, your soul, your spirit, your heart into it you can really achieve your true greatness and live your life by design.
0: Well said. Beautiful way to end the interview. Sharon, thank you so much for making and taking the time to be here today with me and share a little bit about your story and your journey. It's been an absolute beautiful conversation. You are such an inspiring woman. So thank you for doing all the beautiful work that you're doing and keep shining your bright, beautiful light into the world.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Brad. And it's been such a pleasure to be here and to share this space with you. And I'm so grateful to you as well for all of the questions and for spending the time with me as well. So thank you so much. And thank you to each and every one of you out there listening as well.
0: Thank you so much, Sharon. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Sharon Sammy. She is a manifesting abundance mentor, intuitive energy healer, and a corporate trainer, Thank you again so much, Sharon. I'm wishing you an amazingly beautiful rest of the day.
1: You're welcome. Thank you. And you too. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca and follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.